pass to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. Woo! They, they, was, they were like, why are you so adamant about this song? I was like, because I come from a place that we don't get the recognition that we should. You know, we exist. And I'm tired of people using us to drive through to get to Atlanta or drive up to get to New York. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what I want to do. You know what? When I was young, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I think that song came out when I was like 14 or 15. And... I was starting to come of my own and I was thinking like, man, like this is such a great place. There's a lot of artists around here. There needs to be somebody to come out. And then I hear this song. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy crap. This is like literally what I'm looking for. Yeah. And uh, it was big. Like I started feeling like all the, you know, high school parties I was going to when this song come on, people legit take their shirts off and do that. And I remember uh, going to a concert at the Greensboro Coliseum. He was there. People legit taking their shirts off and twisting around and seeing, 20,000 people at the Greensboro Coliseum do that was amazing to me. And I I never felt so much pride being from North Carolina until then. And it was like, man, like this is like our own thing. And I know we talked to to Petey about this, but they use his song, Raise Up, the Carolina Hurricanes do anytime they score a goal. Yeah. Sounding just like this. So during the playoffs, the Carolina Hurricanes are on national television. This song is playing. You know, anytime they score a goal, when they're in the bubble up in Toronto, they score a goal. This is playing. It's like, how do you, how, what better way do you put North Carolina on the map than this song? And, and think about it in this way, too. This is something he created almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And it still has relevance and it still has, uh, it's still big for the culture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so big for just, um, you know, for, you know, just whatever. For, and then, He's continuously making money from off of that. And so just to be able to talk to that guy who was able to put something like that together, to me, is, is great. And I'm glad he uh, gave us the time uh, to, to talk to him about that. Now, sure. speaking of uh, wardrobes, oh yeah, uh, you and I have had some, some wardrobe malfunctions. Um, some more public than well, others. I say one more public than the other. <laughs> Mine, uh, I split my pants on a date. We'll get into that in a sec. But yeah. you, sir, uh, you went viral big time. Yeah. Um, so here's my story. Um, for the folks that's out there, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. But back in 2014, um, if you're the type of person that looks at the blooper reels at the end of the year for, for news people and the crazy things that may happen on news, I made a, a newsreel. I went viral. Um, I was doing a segment at WXI 12 News called Laney's Backyard Barbecue. That summer, Laney Pope uh, couldn't do all her backyard barbecue, barbecues. Can't remember what reason, but because of certain things that was happening internally, it changed her schedule a little bit. And so on Wednesdays, I was the one available to host it. So the very last one of that summer, uh, she was able to be there. So it was like, Chris, since you've been there, you know, you and Laney host it together. We're interviewing uh, this group of people. One was a cheerleader. And so I was just kind of like, hey, I bet you I can do a, uh, a toe touch better than you. And she's like, okay, well, let's do it on air. And so we come back on air and she goes, okay, that's pretty cool toe, toe touch. And then I'm about to go do my toe touch. And Laney was like, Chris, be careful. Don't split your pants. You know, Let's let the people. Let's oh, let the people. Oh, you hear gotta it. pull. Let's, let's, <laughs> I was wondering what you're doing. You look pretty serious over there. Chris saw a 
as a cheerleader oh, with uh, Port Bush High School. You have a career from Port Bush High School as yes, cheering. Yes. I see you've hurt your ankle. <laughs> yeah. You challenged Chris Lee. Oh, gosh. Or he challenged you to yeah. a toe touch. You challenged the girl to hurt You want to show them how it's done first? Come on, Chris. Show them how it's done. Go, Crystal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is she amazing? She is amazing. She did a good job. Chris, don't split your pants, honey. I'm worried about your pants. Listen to this. That was my pants. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you what. Did you hear that? And you in the I background just fists up in the air. Now, the only time I split my pants is by eating too much food. We're going to send it back at you. And so let me, let me tell you about the fallout from this, though. Yes. Um, so that happens, and literally, I'm afraid that I'm going to get fired or something. I thought I was going to get in trouble. I have to walk back inside to do traffic. And my boss comes out of his office with this stern look and then he just breaks out laughing and I was just like okay so we're good he was like I've already told everybody this is going online this is going on social media yeah. and all that and I was like okay all right so we're good after that uh, good morning America called me the next day nice to to interview me for their website uh, so I wasn't actually on the show but I was on the website they want to get the actual quote from me uh, about that um, Perez Hilton had me on his uh, blog tearing me to pieces because of it. Um, my mom, who lives in Orlando, Florida, used to do international business and had somebody from the Netherlands hit her up a few days later saying, there's a guy that, that they showed here from the United States splitting his pants on TV, and he has your last name. And I remember you had a son that you said did was in news was that your son and she was like yes that's my son that split his pants you were legit worldwide phenomenal. legit worldwide somebody hit up my mom from the netherlands like hey wait a minute this person has your last name it's a different spelling of lee and i remember you said your son did this is it was that him so yeah so uh people from other countries people all over this country uh they saw it and so uh it played on the news for my mom to see uh, down in Orlando. Uh, so this was uh, for the whole time I was in Winston-Salem. I never went a week without hearing about it. Oh, I have no doubt. Because people always talked about it. I have no doubt. Yeah. Now, has that carried over here to Raleigh? Um, Just random people, no. And I think, you know, the pandemic or whatever, and I don't think people even really paid attention to the news like that or realized that that was from North Carolina. But uh, some people who work in the studio with me have caught wind of it, so ah. they've already taken a view of it. So I think it's going around the newsroom for a little bit, uh, taking this little spin. So, yeah, man, um, it, it's it's one of the more interesting things. It actually, I was wrestling at the time. Some of my bookings went up. I can't even lie. Because it was like, that's the guy that split his pants. Yeah. Hey, whatever gets <laughs> And he's you a over, news anchor, right? and he's a wrestler. So, hey, we're going to bring him in. You may have seen yeah. him splitting his pants on YouTube, and now here he is wrestling in front of you. You got to run with it. That's so. the thing. Something like that, you just got to take it. You got to run with it. Yeah, you do. Now, <laughs> now my splitting pants story. Oh man, not quite as glamorous. How did this go? Did uh, it went quite? <laughs> it went. Well, we'll put it that way. Now mine didn't make the internet or anything. So this was actually when I was coaching full time. Something I mentioned a couple of episodes ago. I was in Wisconsin, in the town where I used to live. Unfortunately, is on the news for different reasons. A town called Kenosha, in Wisconsin. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. For again, for different reasons. 
But nevertheless, I had met someone who was actually a news reporter for a, uh, I believe, a local Fox affiliate up in Milwaukee. Won't say her name. So, oh. Yeah, exactly. So we had a lot in common. She oh. played sports in college. I played sports in college. We both worked in media, those kinds of things. So nevertheless, it was an opportunity for us to meet. And one of the things that we did, one of our first dates was, hey, she played hockey. I played ice hockey. Let's go skating. Let's go ice skating. Yeah. You know, some some – Something we both enjoy doing. You guys have wine after? No, we didn't hear about. I didn't know about Japanese plum wine at the time, oh. sir. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but we'll we'll get into that. Don't <laughs> worry. So we're skating around the rink. I had outgrown my skates at that point because I hadn't been on ice in a while. So I had to rent a pair of skates, and these skate blades were super dull. Now, the one thing about people who don't know anything about ice skating is that when your blades are really dull, you can give out really easily. It's very hard. Uh, it's very hard to maintain mm. your balance as you're turning because your your skates will give out. So these are really dull blades. And I showed it to her. I was like, these, these blades are super dull, so don't be shocked if I fall. And she looked at them. She felt them. She's like, yeah, these are. I was like, I'm actually I'm a pretty decent skater. Don't judge me. Mm. So we're skating around, chatting, just getting to know each other, having a fun time. Sure enough, one time I wipe out just on a turn because we're just picking up a little bit of speed. Sure enough, my skates just give out. But I was cool. I was straight. So we're skating around for a little bit while longer. We're going to wrap things up before we actually go get some food. And sure enough, my uh, skates give out again. Mm. And I feel this rush of cold air. Oh. I had split my jeans. Oh. My nice jeans. It's, it's, a, it's a date. You These wear were nice Visu. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> From inside of my right knee all the way to the inner part of my left thigh. All oh. along the seam. So literally, like, not so like. So you couldn't even hide this. No. No. Oh like, there was, gosh. like, nothing hiding this. And she looked down. I was like, you cool? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> Question. In more ways than one. Did you wear underwear that day? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I actually made the joke. Ooh. I was like, well, now you know my underwear is green. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she laughed at it. And we actually, it was fun. It was actually a fun thing to laugh at. So, actually, after the date, we went to a Target. And I, like, wore, like, shorts or something. I had, like, a pair of, like, gym shorts in my car. Again, this is, like, November in Wisconsin. It's cold. No. So I went to a Target. We picked out a pair. I changed in the changing room at Target, walked up there with the tag, and just paid for it that way. Nice. And just wore a new pair of jeans. And we went out to dinner and stuff. We had a couple dates after that. But that was my splitting pants story. Not quite as glamorous as uh, doing it on live television and going <laughs> worldwide with it. But I can sympathize is all I can say. Yeah, but you know what? I think yours um, in some ways could be a little bit more demoralizing because, like, it's, this is a woman that you're trying to impress. Yeah. And, you know, like, it really could have gone super south. Now, you know, I thought I was going to lose my job for a split second. Sure. For a split second. Um, Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but – um, once everything was good, then it was like, okay, well, you know, this we can just have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Yours could have been like, oh, my God, this loser. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I, I just made fun of it. Hence why I made the joke of like, well, now you know my underwear is green. You know, it just we just ran with it. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. She easily could have been like, all right, uh, you split your pants. I know we're going to get some food afterwards, <laughs> but I'm going to head home. But it's like, no, we're going to laugh about this later on. It, it was good. Uh, I had fun with it. And uh so that's my wardrobe malfunction story. You know what? And here's the thing. I, I don't know if this might be something that we're going to have to talk about, you know, as this podcast goes on. But, you know, 
I, I did something to split my pants, but I feel like my pants often get worn out in the crotch area anyway, because I think pants are being made very weird now. Like, you know, I am, I'm not a huge guy, but I'm not skinny and you know, I'm a little thicker in the hips. And so sometimes I have thick, we're we're thick, yeah, thick guys. And so with two C's. And so like, sometimes I have to buy thickums and thickums, you know what I'm saying? The law firm. And sometimes I have to buy something where the waist is bigger. So I have more room for my thighs and my hip area. Mm-hmm. And it really is annoying because you'll have something that is slipping off your your waist, but it's holding on tight to your thighs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. And I'm sure you have some, I'm sure probably have some trouble finding some suits that fit because of that reason. <laughs> and that's something we're going to touch on some later episodes are you in suits? Because uh, apparently you've caught some grief about mm, that. Yes, uh, for some for some viewers. There's a lot of fashion designers here in Raleigh. I didn't realize it. I didn't people, know either. People are really stingy about their fashion. This is why you work in radio. No one can see what you're wearing. Man, I, you know I, I've worked in television for seven years before I got here, and I never got anything about my <laughs> anything <laughs> no more besides the fact that oh I like that tie. Where'd you get it from? But yeah. in Raleigh though, oh my Ooh. god. That your those pants aren't tapered right. Those pants are just a little bit too tight. That suit jacket should be a little bit lower. Your tie should have been tied this way. My gosh, man! I didn't realize so many people had like fashion degrees here in Raleigh. Hey, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> this is what I get for being in a nine one nine. Exactly. So, all right. Well, at least you don't. At least you didn't take your shirt off and twist around your head like a I helicopter. I did not do that on live TV. Though I do wish one day you will. Speaking of that, let's go to our man, Petey Pablo. Petey Pablo, right here on the Culture State Podcast. So, Dennis, um, I was 15, all right? I was I was starting to get really into hip-hop, been listening to Cash Money a lot, and um, I was in High Point, North Carolina, and I was really excited. I really love how Cash Money was really, like, really representing where they're from, New Orleans. And I was thinking somebody needs to come out and do this for North Carolina, and then it happened. And I went crazy. I went crazy. And it's this guy that we have on the phone right here, Mr. Petey Pablo. How you doing today, man? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> God, thank you for, for coming on. Um, I know 15-year-old Chris is just going crazy right now. But, that is um, so I, funny to me right now. <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to know as far as, like, you know, when you got your, your record deal and you're coming out, you're putting out that first album. What was the mindset behind, like, you know, I need to go out and do something for North Carolina? Because before that, there really was a lot of the rappers who did come from North Carolina or had some type of tie to North Carolina. Didn't really, like, try to rap it like that. What was the mindset behind, I'm just going to come out and just really just put our whole state on my back? That's exactly what my mindset was. It was it was exactly that. It was uh, uh, because my label even said when when I presented the song to them, and they was like, Petey, nobody knows what North Carolina is. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I'm like, well, this is all I'm going to give you. So if you don't put this song out, then, I mean, I'll just take my money and buy some oranges and sell fruit. You know, <laughs> so, you know y'all already gave me $1.5 million. So, okay, all right. You ain't got to put it out. But, um, but yeah, that, I was like, they they was they were like, why are you so adamant about this song? I was like, because I come from a place that we don't get the recognition that we should. You know, we exist. And 
and I'm tired of people using us to drive through to get to Atlanta or drive up to get to New York. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And again, either you're going to do it or you're not going to get too much out of me. I will say, as someone who grew up in Virginia, when I first moved to North Carolina, anytime I mentioned the words North Carolina, people would start just going, North Carolina! That's the first thing that would come out of their mouth. It definitely put the state on the map. And I would, as someone who's from, again, outside the state, it was phenomenal just actually being here and hearing like Tarboro, Triangle, Goldsboro, Halifax, Statesville. It's like, oh, like I know all these towns because I've heard them in that song. What but what was the will not keep keep it a hundred and tell you that. They'll they'll try <laughs> to say it. they'll try to say a hundred other things about, you know, who put North Carolina on. Now now not for nothing. Not for nothing. Now every time I used to think about uh North Carolina, I used to think about Michael Jordan. You know, yeah. so Michael Jordan was for me coming up was you know representation of North Carolina. But from the time that I came out, anytime you say North Carolina, that's exactly the response you're going to get. I, I wanted to know, like, when you first heard that beat, like, it, you know, was it was it? I know that was Timberland who was on the beat, and I used to love him. I uh, still love him as a producer. Um, did you go into it knowing that you're going to make that song, or was was that just organic in the moment? You're like, oh no, this is the one I need to yell North Carolina. No, I hated that beat when I first. <laughs> wow, uh, seriously? Yeah, and because it didn't sound like a Timberland beat, and at the time I was, you know, Timberland had been doing a bunch of stuff with Missy Elliott, uh, Genuine, Leah, um, you know, with Jada Kiss, he did song with uh, CeeLo Green. So at the time, I knew the sound that I was looking for from for, from Timberland. And I was like, this sucks. I'm like, man. <laughs> I, I said, you know, to myself, I was like, you know what? And then I thought about it, and I was like, maybe he's trying to see if I'm worthy of a Timberland beat. You know, some people be like, okay, here, here, young boy, you know. You know, do here, here, take this this little small thing and 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 do something with it, and I mean just to see. So, and I and I said I made up in my mind. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna prove a point not only to my record company but to Timberland that he should have given me one of the. Uh, I said I'm gonna make this one of the biggest records of all time, and 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 I marinated it like like I was cooking food. You know, I, I played the instrumental almost two weeks straight, just nothing else, nothing listening to the radio, just playing that one CD. I almost wore the CD out listening mm. to it until I finally came up with the uh, the recipe. But like I tell people about music, music is, to me, this is, I can't say for everybody, but music is like an in, uh, uh, instrumental crossword puzzle. The words are already in it. You just mm. have to pull them out. Mm. So. That's yeah, deep. Definitely. That's yeah. I, you know I I um I dabbled in and rap a little bit when I was in college and so I've I've recorded songs uh, before you know I got into radio and got into television so I I definitely understand it from that point of view didn't go anywhere with it of course but well let's do a um, remix we, we we might let's do a remix you and me oh let's do it we can do it <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready it's it's been like uh, five years since I wrote a verse so I need to get like you know I need to get good with it again but, okay so now uh, that yeah. I done, I done, now now I don't hook the the, the the cables up to your battery you know, <laughs> to get, uh, go ahead and get back in it and let's get back yeah I, but I wanted to ask you this um, you know I've been wanting to know if you have any plans 
on any new music coming out. I know you had the song Where's My Bike earlier this year uh, right. that came out. Any any uh, plans for a new album? Are you are you trying to go in that direction still? Absolutely. Um, uh, like right now, I've been dibbling and dabbling in an old passion of mine, which is woodwork. So um, I've been building and creating a whole bunch of fun and exciting things. And um, it's it's been a breath of fresh air, especially with everything that's going on right now. Uh, to go into uh, my workshop and to be able to create something um, is just incredible. You know, I've been doing a lot. Well, I started out doing a whole lot of welcome signs for people's front porch. And, um, and it turned into something greater than that. And it's like the, the magnitude of it is still growing. It's like, people calling me asking me for tables and chairs and desks and so now it's like pushing me because I'm not a real carpenter so, so when people ask me to do that and they and the first thing they say is do you think you can do that and I was like you can do anything in the world that you mm. want to all you have to do is apply yourself and you know put forth the effort and everything that people call me about and asking me um I take it as a challenge and I tell people that my motto now is I bring your ideas to life. So anything that you can think about that you can make that can be made out of wood, I, I, I want people to push me. I want people to call me up and challenge me into doing things that I, it's a step outside of the box. Because if you don't expand your mind and, and, and push yourself past the limit, um, you, 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 you're stuck stagnant. And you're just sitting in a, in a place of contentment. And that's no really a place to grow. So the only the only place that there is no traffic is the extra mile. Man, I didn't realize I was going to get a sermon this morning talking to you, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, speaking of that, I know you have your YouTube show that you're doing right now. Um, you know, talk Stop a little bit off. about that. Is it, is it mostly about you and your work, woodworking? Does you go back in history and show where it all started and how you, you know, start to get into being able to do this? Yeah, Shop Talk is, a, is about to be uh, a show of everything. Like, it's not just it's not just going to be about me and, and the stuff that I'm doing. It's, it's going to be about the inspiration of other people and pushing other people. Um, the, the first episode that was shot was completely wrong. <laughs> it was shot wrong, but the reason I approved to put it out was because I want to teach people to stop worrying about so stop being so technical. If it, if it's wrong, you need something to look at to, to have a model to know what's right and what's wrong. So a lot of, a lot of people don't fulfill their dreams because they keep making excuses of why we can't put it out or why I shouldn't do it right now. Just do it. Do anything you want to do in life, do it. And if it's wrong, you have a model to look at. And then you can go back and see where your imperfections are and you can correct it. But don't don't not don't hold back from doing what you want to do, making excuses. So that's the reason I put the show out the um the first episode that was completely wrong. Because I wanted people to understand is what holds us back is not doing something. You can't make the ball if you don't shoot it. So at least shoot the shot. You might make it and you might not, but at least you know you'll have a greater chance if you take the chance and shoot the shot. So that's what I did at the first. But the first show, but but all the shows are going to be crazy. I mean, you have to expect the unexpected. I mean, we're going to do tours of of all the places in North Carolina, South Carolina that are historical. We're going to go to all the barbecue places. We're going to, we're going to do a whole lot of stuff. We're going to show a whole bunch of businesses, uh, uh, cell phone businesses. 
you know, uh, it's, it's, it's just going to be a lot. Now you mentioned barbecue. I don't see North Carolina is known for barbecue, but a lot of people don't yeah. know East versus West in North yeah. Carolina for barbecue. Do you have a yeah. preference, Eastern or Western? Man, I love. I can't. I can't pick one because I'm so. I'm such an advocate of the Carolinas. So I. Okay. And that, that's just like Duke and 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 uh, uh, NC State and and Carolina. It's like you got to pick one. I can't because I'm an advocate for Carolina. So if it's in Carolina, I love them all. Mm. Now I love it. I. I'm being. I'm a big Carolina Hurricanes fan. The couple, and recently they may raise up part of their goal sound. So that yeah. horn plays and raise up. What was it like for you to have one of the state's pro sports teams have that being played at their arenas that can be heard on not only local television but on a national level too? Oh man, it was it was it it's still overwhelming. Um because here we are twenty years later, uh two thousand and twenty and that song came out in two thousand. So here we are 20 years later, and they're still playing this song faithfully like it came out yesterday. So what I tell people is what I what I somehow come came up with was a Born in the USA for the Carolinas. Like, I'm wow. the Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so, you know, like you can play Born in the USA every single day if you're born in the USA, and it still means, you know, the same thing to everyone. And that's just like the song Raise Up. As long as someone is born in North Carolina and South Carolina, this will forever be an anthem. So, I mean, the magnitude of this record and hearing it with the hurricanes is, and going to the hockey games and watching the people ignite when the song comes on is, is just exuberating to, 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 to be a part of and to know that, I mean, it's me to take they they talking about. And, you know, it's just it's, it's a blessing, man. I, I'm, I'm nothing but humbled and blown away by the whole response. I do. I do want to ask you this. Um, back when you came out, there was like a wave of people coming out from, from, from New Orleans, and then you had the Houston wave, and then there was a little bit of a Philadelphia thing, then the Miami wave came out. There wasn't right. necessarily a wave coming from North Carolina, but now you've got, you know, of course, J. Cole been doing it for a while. you got the baby has been hot the last year or so. Um, you've got uh, Luke, who's doing this thing, Luke Nasty. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so many different um, rappers that are coming out. Um, what are your thoughts on current North Carolina hip hop, and and why did it take so long for that wave to come after? Well, in my opinion, and this is only my opinion, I don't want people to to, to hit me in the head about it, but I think there wasn't. I think the Carolinas uh, more so spent time because once you get a mindset, I mean, it's hard to to break yourself out of the mindset, and so. Um, not only did the world not look at Carolina as far as artists were concerned, but I think it was kind of embedded in us that we didn't realize the strength and the power that we had. So Mm. we were constantly looking at other places and other states and other groups of people that were coming out. And a lot of the times when you listen and when you look and you listen to other people, you're influenced by that. So the people that were coming out of North Carolina, you know, probably had family in New York. So they were more on the New York vibe or had family in Miami, had a Miami vibe. So we never were recognized as being a musical state. So we just we didn't really push a line. But, you know, once the, the, the floodgates were open, then uh, not blowing my own horn, but beep, beep, 
um, <laughs> um, when, uh, when, when I made it proud for people to be from the Carolinas, I mean, I think that, that ignited, you know, uh, a fire in people that made us all want to, want, want to make it happen. And everybody yeah. wanted to be the next one. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that it did um, take a little bit for for the next wave. But I also think that, um, and and I'll say this for sure. You know, I worked at One Hundred Two Jams in Greensboro for a long time right. uh, before I got into television. And um, I always say this to people: I really don't think that that Petey Pablo gets. And I'm not saying it because you're on the phone, right. but like I think Petey Pablo doesn't get his his just due here when it comes down to how we recognize our hip hop stars, like. People in New Orleans can go back and say, look, you know, Juvenile, BG, you know, Master P, they were our pioneers and they are right. like revered. I, I, I'm wondering if you feel the same way, if you feel like people aren't necessarily like giving you that just due here within a state. I don't I don't look at people. I, I look at the way I feel and I look at, you know, what God has done for me, um, mm. you know, and I mean, because if you look at man or you look at the decisions of man, or you look at the, the, the pains of man, you'll, you'll get distracted or you'll get discouraged. But I know what I did and uh, millions of other people, I got plaques on my wall that says different. You can say what you want to, but you know, <laughs> men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I got plaques on my wall, you know, three and four million uh, units sold plaques that says otherwise. So, I mean, I, and, 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 I don't do it for the recognition. I do it because I love to do it. And this is what I was led to do. So uh, I don't worry about the people that don't. I I applaud and, and I commend the people that do. And those are the people that I'm doing it for. Everybody's not going to like what you're doing. Everybody's not going to support what you're doing. But what I had to realize was don't concentrate on them. Concentrate on the people that appreciate you. Concentrate on the people whose lives you've changed by your music by the things that you've done. So that's what I do. I don't even focus on if I get props or not because I've already gotten mine. So when does your self-help book come out? Because I, I'm just I know so inspired yeah, right? this morning. I know that. <laughs> you know, I got, to, I got to do one, man. But I'm doing so many other, I'm doing so many things, man. But I know it has to be in the works because um, I'm in the process now of, uh, of building a Petey Pablo's Paradise Park. And, and it, it's, it's going to have, it's, it, it's a place that people can come and, and work out and get your mind and your body oh, wow. so right. So, uh, um, so yeah, we recently just bought property out in Lewisburg, North Carolina. And, um, and so it's, it's getting ready to be incredible. So I'm, so I'm, I'm headed in that direction. So the book definitely has to be on the way as soon as I can sit down for two, three, four minutes. <laughs> well, keep me posted on, uh, whenever you open that park, because, you know, from a, a sports perspective, if it's going to be a place where people can work out, at, I'd love to come out and do a story on that for sure. Uh, for absolutely, I'd love so. to come out and 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 help us because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a cleanup party because uh, I just bought empty empty lot, so we're gonna have to clean it up before we build the and you know and I I love different ideas uh, because you know of course we're gonna put the track and then we're gonna put the tires and the ropes and the, you know I wanted to do something like a Ninja Warrior you know, theme inside. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy, but, but you're welcome to come out, man. And uh, we're going to film the whole thing. So we're, we're, um, so that's also going to be a part, uh, of, of, of the show. So I'm, um, yeah, anytime, man, you have my direct number 
and you can call me and Chris, I would love for you to come out. For sure. All right. So we're going to do a song together. I'm going to uh, work yeah. out at the gym. You know, yeah, everything. So we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, just, I, I'll just be along for the ride. Today. <laughs> no, Dennis is coming too. Like, Dennis, oh, okay. we're, we're going to be in there and, on, and we're going to be working out. Hey, I'm gonna start getting myself in shape for this for this exercise stuff. I'll start. I'll flip some tires. I'm good for that. Man, that's right, man. That's right. And you know what? And you don't really have to be in shape. You just you want to feel good. Like as long as you feel good, you know. A lot of people are are so caught up in trying to look like what YouTube or or what Facebook or what Instagram or what you know uh, what uh, easy breezy beautiful cover girl. As long as you feel good <laughs> on the inside, like stop being caught up in what people say you're supposed to look like and start being and start being and looking like what you feel like you know what i mean feel good about yourself and you'll always be beautiful and you'll always be dope man dennis i'm inspired i want to run, run through a wall right now i know like, me you too need to be a football coach. <laughs> we can do it, we can do it. <laughs> well we first all, i know you I know you're low on time uh but uh, i want to thank you so much for, for coming on and, and joining us on this uh this new podcast that we're doing here at uh at capital broadcasting company uh you know me and dennis want to show like the culture of north carolina as much as we possibly can and you're definitely a huge part of that so uh thank you so much for your time i, I really do appreciate it and i appreciate you guys and uh and anytime man and hopefully we can clear this crazy stuff up so i can come in and we can do a show live i would love oh, to hang yeah. out with you guys you and dennis man you know you sound like two guys that that that, that could very well be uh in the loop yeah, the silverback gorilla. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's and do it. Maybe, I, I don't know what your drink of choice is, but maybe we can pop a few beers and that type of thing and, and just have a good conversation. Yeah, well, I quit drinking. I quit I quit that about 10 months ago. So, oh, so we won't wait. We'll do water. You can drink. I'll drink me a glass of water or, or ginger ale with, with some uh, cranberry in it. It looks Ooh. like I'm drinking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Petey Pablo, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, guys. Man, we actually just spoke to Petey Pablo. I know, right? Like, that's crazy. It, you know, just to think about it, like, with uh, the first few episodes of this, um, Shane Helms, I watched him as, as a kid. Petey Pablo, listened to him as uh, as a kid. And and this is kind of what helped shaped, shape me as a person here in North Carolina. So, you know, hopefully uh, other people, even if you're from here and you're not familiar with those people or you – uh, or came from somewhere else and you're, you know, whatever, like hopefully you have the appreciation I have because that song that he made is iconic. Yeah. Um, especially in this state. And it's funny, like um, even since I, you know, that time up until now, if I travel somewhere else, people ask, where are you from? North Carolina. They bring that up. Like, yeah. Oh, like Petey Pablo, North Carolina. Like, yeah. Other people know that. Yeah. People where I grew up, they asked me, oh, where are you living now? Oh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And some people are like, oh, North Carolina. <laughs> Even where I grew up in high school in Virginia, when we heard North Carolina, that's what popped into our heads. Yeah. that's It literally put this state on the map, and it's still relevant. Like we played earlier, how the Carolina Hurricanes used that as their goal song. Right. And they put a vote out to people. It's like, no, no, no. It, it, it's got to be. It's got to be this song. It's got to be this song. And, you know, and there's other places, too. You know, I, I covered the um, Carolina Cobras, which was like an arena football team in Greensboro. Every time they scored, that was the song that you heard. Yeah. You know, or like even the the Carolina Thunderbirds, um, which is a minor league hockey team in Winston-Salem. 
Same thing for them. You know, so it's something all over the state. Like, the Hurricanes are probably the biggest team to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even you can hear it sometimes at Panthers games. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not every time they score, but, you know, you can hear it at Panthers games. So, like, this is it's, – it's a thing. And to think that, you know, somebody who had this great opportunity – and, you know, when it wasn't cool to be from North Carolina, he decided not to run from it. He could have ran from it, but he was like, you know, I'm going to fall into it and I'm going to be that guy. And he became that guy. And now he has an iconic song. Yeah. And he said he didn't want it to be where North Carolina was thought of as a place that you drove through on your way down to Atlanta or you, mm-hmm. you pass by on your way up to New York or D.C., something like that. And like, you know, like that, actually, this is the place to stop. Yeah. Not those other big cities right here. And. It's amazing how in the area that we live now in the, in the triangle, how people are flocking to this area. It's yes. growing day by day by day. Even during the pandemic, people are still moving here. I mean, myself being one of those people who has transplanted to this area. And for me, I've fallen in love with this state. Um, I think I saw something recently that Carrie and Garner are two of the fastest growing cities yeah. in the nation. Yes. You know, as far as people coming here. Mm-hmm. And when I was little, Cary was just a small town, like, you know, 50,000 or less people. And now, like, you know, and I'm living in High Point, it was like, oh, you know, that little small city, Cary. Cary is larger than High Point now. Like, yeah. Cary is like, it's a, it's, it's a town, but Cary is really is a, is, is a city. Like, they're coming up on 200,000 people. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. It's nuts. And so um, there is so much growth. There's a lot of people that come here uh, for, you know, just whatever it is, whether it's the education or the job opportunities or whatever, but, um, you know, it's it's a great place to be. And so with that comes a great mix of people. So we're glad to be talking about those people and talking mm-hmm. to those people right here on the Culture State Podcast. All right, leave us that thick five-star <laughs> review. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> the Culture State Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.